Wags, tonight's intro here, tonight's episode is brought to you by Leaf Spirits. Not only does August bring the start of the football season, but for fans of Leaf Spirits and the Green Bay Packers this month, there's special reason to celebrate. As Packers legend and Leaf Spirits co-founder Leroy Butler is being enshrined into the NFL Hall of Fame. Yeah, and Dane, to commemorate the special occasion and gear up for football season, Leap Spirits has created a Hall of Fame limited edition bottle featuring Leroy. This special edition bottle comes with the same great recipe distilled from Midwest corn and incorporating a proprietary coconut filtering process that provides vibrant fragrance and flavor. Not only is it a must-have in any Packers fan home bars as we gear up the football season, when it's gone, this bottle is going to make the perfect addition to your memorabilia collection. Man, this is awesome. I, I love this bottle, by the way. And Leap Vodka has been recognized for excellence by industry experts from coast to coast and was recently awarded Wisconsin's Vodka of the Year. This is Wisconsin, folks. And it was the vodka of the year. So to find Leap Vodka and Leap and Lemonade in a retail store or restaurant anywhere in Wisconsin, visit LeapSpirits.com. That's L-E-A-P-S-P-I-R-I-T-S.com and click to find Leap Vodka. See show notes for details. Every year I know we're gonna go hard. We've been that team ever since Bart Star. All my cheese heads go pack go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll even wish you good luck. Only thing I will All right, folks, welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. It's Dane here as always with my boy Wags and Wags. Happy football season. Hall of Fame games taking place in the backdrop tonight. We're recording on Thursday, the 4th of August. Um, live tonight. A lot of you all be listening on our pod tomorrow. Um, how are you feeling tonight? Packers have a full training camp week this week. Family night tomorrow night. Um, how are you feeling, man? Dane, I'm doing good. And we're trying something new tonight. We're simulcasting here on Lombardi's Legends podcast, um, not only on our usual video feeds uh, through Twitter, Facebook Live, and uh, YouTube, but uh, we're also going live here on Instagram. So, Dane, if you are able to join here, and it looks like uh, just request, your, brother. Yeah, <laughs> and send out an invite, and uh, we'll see if uh, you're able to get on the instagram here shortly but i'm Hello. really excited to get through some of the news and notes um almost through two weeks of camp already it's a uh, pretty amazing that we're we're just flying by with these practices and a, a lot to get to you tonight so um everyone that uh, joined us i see we already have a couple of comments uh, in chat and so please uh share your thoughts on how the packers are shaping up uh, here as we get geared up for family night here this weekend. Yeah, and Wags, I'm already working through technical difficulties with the Insta Live. A uh, little bit of feedback. So I'm we're working through it. We're new. We're new to this. Um, 
But yes, it's it's a it's a beautiful day. I love family night. I don't know if you've ever been before. I went once as a kid. Uh, we, we had never been able to go to a game before, and family night was a great opportunity for my family and I to be able to go and actually see Lambeau Field in person after years of watching that team on TV. So I'm really excited. I'm going to be there in person tomorrow night with my family. So it's a very special experience that I'm looking forward to. There's nothing like it. Um, there's a lot of guys by the way, that I'm excited to go watch out there running around on Lambeau Field, some new guys that we haven't had a chance to see in person yet. Yeah, for sure. And want to give a shout out uh, to everyone that participated in our family night giveaway on social media. So um, Dane, really cool. Um, I'm, I'm very, very happy that uh, as many folks were able to see that as were. Um, and uh, for those of you that didn't get a part, chance to participate in this, uh, giveaway stay tuned we'll be giving stuff away all season um definitely want to show our appreciation so um, we're able to give away uh four tickets and two lombardi's legends t-shirts and two lombardi's legends koozies uh to megan staples and her family so very excited that they're going to be able to go up to lambo and and uh, enjoy family night on us so thanks megan and thanks to everyone else for participating in that giveaway as well yeah no doubt about it so wags um, camp this week. Let's just get right into it, man. And I'm pulling up some of my notes that I've been paying attention to. Um, but I'll tell you what, uh, there's a lot to talk about, I think. And, and can we talk about number 87, this young man? Uh, he looks like he is balling this, this, this young draft pick for the Packers, a wide receiver. Um, what's your impression so far? I mean, I, we look at a guy, uh, a rookie, uh, a guy that's a, a, you know, not a premier quote unquote pick and you go, okay, what's he got when he's got no pads on, but they threw the pads on and he's still catching everything in sight. So I think the Packers may have found somebody. I really do. And I know I'm optimistic, but, um, and there's a lot of, a lot of preseason to go, but he, uh, uh, Romeo looks like he can ball. Yeah, for sure. And he's not exactly a secret uh, for anybody that's paying attention. We right. talked about him last week, too. So uh, I think it is exciting that he's been able to uh, not only uh, could keep that going, but build on his early success in the first few practices and, and really establish I, himself, I think, uh, as someone that's going to be part, part of this wide receiver rotation in one way or the other. And I, I think the sky's the limit with him. But uh, we talked about it it was important for these young guys uh, when they had some additional opportunities, Christian Watson still out on the pup list and uh, Sammy Watkins is practicing now, but uh, missed the first few days of practice and wasn't fully, um, you know, involved in all team drills uh, and the next mm -hmm. few that he was on. So I, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's a combination of factors, but Romeo's taken advantage of it. And uh, listen, we know how good the DBs are and he's giving Eric Stokes fits right now. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to get into maybe a little bit more of an existential question on the second half of the podcast of how good is this defense or, you know, uh, you know, is this a concern? Uh, so you can play either side of the fence as say, well, is, or should we be concerned about Eric Stokes if he's getting burned by a rookie fourth round receiver? Um, Dane, all indications are that is not, 
the case uh, um, in terms of should we be concerned? It, it, because Romeo uh, Dubs or Dobbs or how, wh- however he wants us to pronounce his last name, uh, he's uh, uh, certainly showing that he belongs out there on this football field. And I think when his teammates, not only on the offensive side of the ball, but defensive side of the ball, are saying, listen, uh, this isn't a fluke, I, I, I don't think they're just going to say that. So uh, that's an exciting development, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I actually had written down in my notes the uh, the Stokes battle. It seems to be must-see TV at this point in training camp. I love that the Packers brass and the coaching staff seems to be relishing this. It seems like every single day we've got Romeo versus Stokes wags. And every day we hear stories about Stokes winning one. We hear stories about Romeo making a play and and Stokes slamming his helmet or, or, you know, slapping the ground in frustration. Um, Good teams find ways to get better and get their best players better. And right now, I think in in Packers training camp, we're watching two really young competitive guys, both still trying to prove themselves in this league uh, in front of their peers, uh, getting after it and battling every single day. Um, Wags, I think about those, you know, those, those early days last year where Stokes had to go against uh, Devontae Adams. I remember hearing about that every single day in camp. This year, Romeo, who's just playing great so far, has to go against Stokes, and he's winning his fair share against Stokes. It's just, it's really exciting to hear that. Um, my ears perk up the fact that it seems like every day these two guys are competing. Um, I think it's promising to hear that they're both winning their fair share too, because I think that they're both stellar athletes. We know how good Eric Stokes was at the tail end of last year. And I think our expectations are through the roof for that young cornerback this season. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so it's going to be interesting to see how that carries out now in preseason games and then in the joints practices against the saints and then into the regular season. So hopefully for Romeo's sake, he's able to, continue to build on the foundation that he's put into place and um, uh, and continue to get better every day. So, mm-hmm. uh, Dane, I think just a, another note that I had, um, it's hard not to talk about Jordy Nelson when he makes an appearance in Green Bay. Not as a player, unfortunately. <laughs> he looked he like was, he could still play, though. Uh, I know, right? I know, but he looked <laughs> like it. Uh, yeah. So always love to see Jordy. Uh, in Green Bay, and uh, so uh, we were treated with some uh, photos of, of Jordy at practice today. Um, so, Dane, maybe he is scouting. Could he be doing some self-scouting and saying, uh, heck, I want to throw my uh, name in the rung here to compete with these young guys and see if I can go back, come back and win another job? Brett Wanks, as good as Romeo's been, um, if, if 87 wants 87 back, he gets it. That's where my head's at. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was saying it tongue in cheek, but you're right. I bet Jordy uh, was probably thinking, well, maybe like two days out of the week I, I could yeah. do it, but maybe maybe not six or seven days out of the week, right? That's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Greg, uh, what, what's your read on the offensive line position? This is something that I think that you and I have both been paying a ton of attention to. I'm kind of curious your take. Um, the Packers have been spending a lot of time and energy on uh, rookie fourth-round pick Zach Tom getting a look on both sides of the offensive line. And and w- although they've been changing positions, the constant that we're starting to see with the trend 
is Yash Nyman at one tackle position and Zach Tom at the other. And I think that we're starting to trend away where if, if Bakhtiari, for whatever reason, is unable to go for week one, I'd be surprised at this point. I know it's early, no preseason games, but it sure seems like the Packers are getting their full share of Tom on one side and Yash on the other. And for whatever reason, I get the sense that the Packers prefer Yash more on the left side. They really seem to be playing him primarily over there. Uh, but whenever he moves to the right, it's always seems to be Zach Tom on the left. So um, it's, it's interesting to see a young guy um, come in and play that. Tom can play all five spots. I think the Packers are confident long-term he's going to be able to do that. But what's your read on this position group? Because they are starting to settle in a little bit more with uh, Tom getting a ton of looks on both sides. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where I like what they're doing, especially early on here, because if you think about, even if they have Bakhtiari back for the regular season, and hopefully we're getting Alton Jenkins back. The fact of the matter is either through underperformance or another injury, it's bound to happen at some point that they're going to have to probably move some guys around, whether it's Yash, whether it's, you know, Tom's, whether it's, you know, Royce Newman, uh, so one of the guys on the inside. Uh, so, um, you know, getting Royce Newman uh, I, I looks at right tackle when uh, Nyman's on the left side. Um, I think while it would be beneficial for these young guys to settle into one spot, I think mm -hmm. the staff recognizes that we need to get them ramped up quickly and we need to get them ramped up to play multiple positions uh, so that we have maximum versatility when that regular season rolls around and are able to, um, uh, and are able to, uh, get the best five linemen out there on the field, regardless of who it is. So um, that's, that's one of those situations that I think the Packers coaching staff are being smart about um, at a certain point. I think they're going to need to make a decision and settle yeah. in uh, exactly. who those five guys are, but I do expect that to happen over the next week or two. And um, uh, for right now, it makes sense to be getting uh, Yash, especially looks on both sides of the line, uh, especially since we expected that to happen uh, earlier in the offseason, OTAs and minicamp. Uh, and and uh, so uh, certainly it's a, a welcome development in my eyes uh, in order to maximize uh, and give yourself maximum flexibility. That's good insight. That's super good insight. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, switching from the offensive line, a couple other things, just news and notes that I have here. Um, Rashawn Gary wags looks like the absolute real deal. Rashawn Gary looks like he is a man among boys uh, this offseason so far, this training camp. Um, I've been loving watching um, watching some of the news coming out of there. I, I was reading the other day that he ran into the second, the second team defense huddle and was firing them up too. So showing those leadership qualities. And folks, forget, I think, that Rashawn Gary is still only 24 years old. He is uh, still a very young man uh, to, to, to be out there being the leader that he's becoming. So um, are you as high as, as maybe I am and as some of the beat writers are in Rashawn? Because at times it sounds like he's been unblockable uh, for this Packer offensive line. Yeah, Dane, you're going to have to repeat your question because I'm finagling here with some technical difficulties. On, no, on I'm just, I'm just and thank um, you, Phil. 
thank you, Phil, for trying to help. Hopefully you're able to hear me now. I, I, I was uh, making a correction there, but um, I'm uh, asking about Rashawn Gary and how great he's been so far in camp. And, and do you think it's an anomaly or do you think that, you know, he's just going to improve more and more because so far he's been pretty much unblockable so far in training camp. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there's no reason to expect or not to expect continued development and improvement, right? I mean, it's it's one of those situations where um, opportunity meets production, perhaps. And um, so I, I really do like what we're seeing there as well. And 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 honestly, Dane, it's it's um uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, really, I, I think when you look across some of these battles uh, across uh, multiple position groups, it's hard to touch on all of them, but right. um, that's definitely one that I'm going to continue to be watching very, very closely. Is there anything else that stuck out to you? I mean, I think that the other one is maybe the punt return, just because special teams has been such an issue for the Packers um, uh, through last season. I mean, we're talking about Romeo out there. He seems to be catching the ball incredibly smooth as well um, out there in the punt return unit. I, so far, I mean, the other guys that seem to be primarily getting looks are Rico Gafford, the cornerback turned wide receiver turned cornerback number 37 for those of you that are, are watching him at, at camp. Um, he's fast as heck. He's a 4-2-40 guy. Um, so, he, you know, he's got the speed. And then uh, Amari Rogers, although it sounds like uh, uh, special teams coaching staff has been giving him an earful on, on some fair catches so far in camp this year. I just, Wags, whatever it is, my gut's telling me Amari Rogers isn't going to be returning punts this year. I think that we're going to have a new guy back there. I think this team's been looking to improve that position. And so far in camp, from everything I've been reading and everything that I've seen, uh, it doesn't seem like Amari is really um, showing the comfort that you would hope for as a, your primary punt returner. Um, yeah, it's it's. I, I certainly agree. Yep, I agree. I really don't have anything to add to that, Dan. So um, one thing that I want to talk a little bit about is uh, just – some some flash plays from today. Just looking around at a few other guys here. It sounds like in the two minute trail, um, and this will start to segue. I know you might have a couple other news to know. Yeah. Two minutes, two minutes trail today. Um, defense really dominated. So first uh, was the ones versus the ones, and and Aaron was able to move the offense down the field and get to the edge and periphery of the red zone. Um, didn't have much time left, 12 seconds through an interception to Adrian Amos. And then in the subsequent uh, two-minute drill, it was Jordan Love in the next two. And it sounds like Ladarius Hamilton came up with a huge play. Yeah. Uh, Tipa Nalai was able to convert that turnover into a touchdown. Um, and then in the uh, do-over, if you will, uh, Ennis Gaines' uh, thump came up with yeah. a, a big pass breakup. And uh, and again, the defense won in that two-minute drill. Um, so uh, this has been sort of a theme um, throughout camp, aside from the first couple of days. Offenses won some individual plays, yeah. but uh, it sounds like the defense, for the most part, is winning overall most days of practice. So um, it's an interesting development. And um, I, I especially wanted to uh, note, because aside from Adrian Amos, um, those are a couple of other guys that are going to be battling here for a spot right. on a 53-man roster. Um, and especially in the case of Ladarius Hamilton, our depth at outside linebacker isn't necessarily 
proven right now mm-hmm. is probably the best way to put it. Um, so he's got a great opportunity in front of him. You've been saying all offseason yeah. that we've got a few guys. Um, that third guy, whoever's in that rotation, uh, could be getting quite a few reps and snaps on Sundays. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, I, and actually, you mentioned Ladarius. Um, he's a guy that we really liked last year when the Packers were able to get him off the Tampa Bay Buccaneers practice squad. He stuck all year, some some in the active roster and some in the, the practice squad. But I really liked what he did in the limited time we saw him on game day on Sundays, Wags. So um, Ladarius is somebody that really is standing out to me right now. Um, and, and at this point, Wags, I'll tell you what, running with the twos after Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, I got to tell you that I think it's Tifa and Ladarius Hamilton uh, so far seem to be um, showing the most. I think Jonathan Garvin's actually in a little bit of trouble uh, to earning a roster spot this year. I really do. Um, I think that the Packers might be going in a different direction. I think they keep five pass rushers. Uh, Enigbare, the, uh, the um, draft pick, I think uh, rounds out probably the five, the fifth, unless the Packers decide to go and, and find a, a proven veteran. But I think that the Packers are really going to go into the year with with Rashawn and with Preston Smith, uh, followed by uh, Ladarius Tifa, and, and then um, and then the, the ending bar. I think that that's really how this Packers uh, pass rush is going to look going into the year. So um, to your point, those guys getting after it. I'm actually glad to see them getting around the edge and, and making some impact there because um, they're going to need to do that when the bullets are actually flying come regular season. For sure. For sure. Um, Dane, I am going to make another comment here and then maybe we'll take a break here from our sponsor. But before we do that, according to the chat on Instagram, your volume is not working. So if you want to oh, see no. if you can get that figured out on your phone, um, and uh, while you do that, I'm going is to this better? I think this is an better. ad read here from our sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And folks, DraftKings just changed the fantasy game forever uh, in 2012. But now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers football, their first ever. NFT fantasy game. It's a new way to enjoy daily fantasy football, a new shot to win millions in prizes in the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Awesome, Wags. I love it. And I think this is working now. It's not every day that Ed Coco, father of Green Bay Packers long snapper, uh, Jack Coco, corrects us on Insta. I love it. Thank you, Ed. Um, Wags, NFT. Um, I'll tell you what. I love that DraftKings is doing this. I think it's so unique. Um, They're cutting edge. DraftKings Sportsbook, always, always, always the best in sports betting in this country. They are premier. They are cream of the crop. So Wags, use TPPN and, and let's get, let's get, listen, folks, if you're listening, get involved in this. Um, get involved with what DraftKings is doing. They give incredible offers all year last year. They're doing NFT fantasy football this year. Check it out. Wags, where do folks go if they want to take part in this? Yeah, download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now. Sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers tile and opt in so you can be ready to uh, for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season and build the ultimate NFT fantasy fa- franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, so Dane, um, I don't know if you had any additional news and notes. Otherwise, 
we kind of teased a, a little bit that existential question I had. Um, so uh, do you want to get into that or did you have yeah. a, a couple of other no, items I, that you wanted to touch on first? It's it's an interesting place to be, Wags. I am not used to um, the Packer defense taking care of business against a Green Bay Packer offense. I'm just not. I mean, you hear flashes. Um, it, historically speaking, Aaron Rodgers always seems to throw a couple interceptions in training camp. He gives, you know, he's a little bit more uh, uh, liberal with where that ball goes in training camp, but uh, I'm not used to this, this Packer defense really putting the clamps on the, on the pass game, getting that pass rush. It seems like every uh, practice we're hearing about somebody getting in Aaron Rodgers' face too, right? I've heard a number of times that Reed, uh, I heard, uh, I saw TJ Slayton today was, was making some hay, uh, a number of other guys. And then as we mentioned, Rashawn Gary has been unblockable all training camp. Um, so I, I don't know. Is it cause for concern? I almost, part of me says, yeah, I want to see this offense dominate. But the other side of me goes, man, I think I'd be really nervous if this newfangled Packer defense that we've invested so much in was getting lit up by Aaron and a bunch of wide receivers trying to prove themselves on this roster. Yeah, it's going to be really fascinating because if you go through the different position groups, I think um, right now the D-line uh, by all accounts is is winning a lot against this rather young offensive line. So that's probably not a surprise. Uh, but is that cause for concern? Because our, if Bach is not ready to go, is our pass protection going to be a sap? I, I mean, um, we know Rashawn Gary is, yeah. is ready to, and he had a great season last year. He's going to be just a beast on the defensive side of the ball with anyone that he's lined up against. However, uh, there's a lot of good pass rushers in this league uh, besides Rashawn Gary. So um, is that a potential cause for concern? So if I'm going glass half full, uh, so not to be pessimistic, Dane, uh, the offensive line is definitely by far my biggest concern. I, I know a lot of casual fans are going to say, oh, the receivers, the receivers, the receivers. And that's, that's the sexier position group to talk about. I totally get it. But um, it's the offensive line is going to make or break because um, even when we don't have wide receivers open, if the offensive line is able to do their job, we've got a, a great stable of running backs uh, to run the football. And I think that's what Coach LaFleur and and uh, this and Adam Stenovich are going to want to do this year is really lean on this run game uh, because we've got two really good ones and a couple other guys uh, even behind Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon uh, that can get the job done. Um, and then it's just tight ends. Mm -hmm. um, they had a great day at practice today, yeah, by all accounts and pads. Um, yeah, do you see every single Davis one of those, those guys? Every yeah. single one of those guys was 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 popping off the screen, getting a lot of attention on uh, by the Packer beat writers. So um, that's something. I I'll tell you what: if this tight end group is able to really make a difference and be an X factor for this offense, they're going to be fine. They're going to be really good. Um, but um, if offensive line struggles a little bit and this tight end group is just okay. Um, it could be a really long season for this Packers offense. And uh, maybe this early return on the defense is more about offensive struggles than it is against how dominant this defense really is. Wags, so that leads me to a question. The Packers the last couple seasons have added a veteran offensive tackle right before, you know, right in camp, right before, even like partway through the year in Valdir's case. Uh, a couple of years ago. So begs the question, 
Brian Balaga is available. Brian Balaga, a longtime Green Bay Packer offensive tackle, uh, who's been with the Chargers the last couple of years, is a free agent. Um, there's a bunch of other guys out there. I mentioned Balaga because he's Balaga. Um, do the Packers, do you see them potentially making an addition and bringing a veteran guy in either um, as training camp goes or more realistically after week one when the contract is no longer guaranteed? Yeah, I, I think that's an excellent question. I, honestly, I don't know if I know the answer to that, but um, it's going to be, again, really interesting to see uh, how uh, these these things develop mm-hmm. as the course of camp and preseason goes along. I, I, I don't want mean to turn it back to you, Dane, no. but um, how would you answer that question, your own question? What, what are your thoughts on that? I think we're going to know in about two preseason games. We're going to find out what they think. I don't think they know yet. I think it, this is a great time to test out some of the young guys and see if anybody's battle-tested. I mean, I even look at somebody like a Rashid Walker, right, the offensive tackle rookie from uh, Penn State, who um, I could see him being a really good football player. He slid really deep in the draft. So he's another guy who, you know, we just don't know, right? Um, we're going to find out when the bullets start flying. Uh, but – I, I'll tell you what, I, I'm confident that if the offensive line and the offensive tackle position isn't up to the Packers standards uh, after this Aaron Rodgers contract extension where, you know, you've got to protect the franchise. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers after week one bring somebody in and there's already a wink nod prior to that, you know, where they're talking to their agents, they're working guys out. And I mentioned Balaga, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Brian Balaga. Um, you know, coming in and being kind of that pinch hitter. The Packers did that in the Super Bowl year in 2010 with Mark Clauser. Clauser was not on the, the team to start the season. They brought him in. He helped solidify that offensive line. So um, there's history of that. Um, I just wouldn't be surprised if the Packers bring somebody in. But I'll tell you what, I think their 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 goal and their hope is that they don't need to do that and that, that they can stick with some of these young guys and that they can find another, um, you know, uh, another guy kind of like Yash Nyman who kind of stepped up out of, uh, you know, not out of nowhere to us fans, but I think to your casual fan didn't know who Yash Nyman was. And then dude just balled out. I think they're hoping for another one of those guys that can come in and just be a solid pass protector. Yeah. I think one of the things, and just to flip this uh, from glass half full to glass or glass half empty to glass half full. I'm sorry. I know I said glass half full before. Um, so I, I think, Really, if you look at this roster and the way things are set up, if they're able to get healthy um, and be relatively healthy, they're going to have some injuries, no doubt about it. Um, They might struggle a a little bit early in the season, and maybe it's both units do a a Mm -hmm. little bit early in the season. Um, But this team is set up to win in the playoffs with what they want to do, and that's that's to lean on the run and play really good defense. And, you know, I, I know folks are going to say, yeah, but look what happened the last couple of years. And, and I get that. Um, I get it until we get over the top. It's, it's hard to uh, stay optimistic about some of the recent playoff failures, but the reality is I think even more so than the last few years, the difference is the defense Special teams, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We can hopefully we can't be worse. Um, but this defense could be really special. And I think last year and the even the year before, uh, the offense was already under that transformation to be um, not, definitely not run first, uh, but uh, uh, definitely lean a lot on that running game. And uh, that's what wins football. 
uh, in late December and January, if you've got a, a great defense and you can really run the ball and control the line of scrimmages on both sides of the ball, it's clear that that's what this front office was trying to establish here uh, over the course of several seasons. This has not just been a one season reclamation project on that defensive side, uh, but beeping up the defensive yeah. line, uh, the depth, the talent um, that's, that's been a huge development. And then turning over this offensive line to bring in a lot of young talent uh, to replenish the depth. Um, and we'll see if they're able to rise to the occasion and then we'll see uh, if we're able to get a healthy David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins, Elton Jenkins. Uh, but uh, I, I think that's my glass half full take is we might have a relaxed moment in the first, you know, three, four weeks of the season uh, for fans. But then I think we can get better and better and better over the course of the season. I think that's really good insight. I mean, I'll tell you what, going into last year, we didn't know what the heck was going to happen with the Aaron Rodgers situation and, and everything. Aaron reports to camp week one, we go to New, or you know, New Orleans happens and we just get blown out of the water. And I don't remember what I said on the podcast, but I know you and I talking uh, you know, privately, I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, what does this mean? And then the Packers went out and won a bunch of hard football games right after that. Right. So um, that kind of stuff happens, um, I think, on the regular. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see, I think, nonetheless. But I also wouldn't be surprised and, and we'll know more because the Packers aren't going to play their start other whole starters on defense the entire time, all preseason long. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it takes a week or two. Uh, there's a lot of talent on this defense, but defense, they, they flow, they gel. It's one of those things where everybody's going to have to trust and, and do responsibilities. And I think that they're gaining that trust right now, but there is a lot of young talent on this team. So I think that this is a defense that's going to get better and better as the season progresses. Yeah. Um, and we know there's always a, a small minority of Packer fans that like to call in have after the post game shows after games every <laughs> Sunday and complain no matter what. Um, so get prepared for a lot of complaints about this offense because yeah. they're not going to be as good. I, I think we, we should accept the fact that this offense is not going to be as explosive or as good. I think they can be good. I think they should set their sights on being a very good offense, but this isn't, you know, the 20, the offense of 2011, 2012. Uh, that's that's gone right now as far as I'm concerned. It's a new day. It's a different offense. They can be dominant in different ways than what we're used to uh, under Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. So um, it's going to be a transition. Um, and I'd say let's just enjoy the ride. I'm really getting stoked for this already, and I think this kind of brings to conclusion our episode here for tonight. But um, uh, this defense has a chance to be special, and I think that's I, I, that's kind of the note I want to end, end on. And uh, I hope that I'm not eating these words uh, by week eight, but I, I really feel very, very strongly that this has a chance to be a special defense uh, if we can stay healthy at key positions. And um, and so I, I think let's just enjoy having a, a perhaps a championship level, level caliber defense for once. And we've still got 12 at quarterback. So yeah. I think they're going to figure things out eventually on the offensive side of the ball, even if it is a little bit choppy to start the season. Wags, next up is family night, Friday night at Lambeau Field. Following that, week of practices and the Packers' first preseason game next 
Friday night. So a uh, lot to look forward to, a lot of competitions, a lot of battles to be paying attention to. Um, it sounds like A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones will not be playing in the first preseason game. So we're going to get a long look at some of the running backs battling it out for the third running back spot. We're going to see wide receivers uh, trying to figure out because, you know, there, there's a lot of battles there. Offensive line, long snapper um, is, is another one that's going to be, I think everybody's going to be paying attention to that inside linebacker spot. We could go on and on, but there's so much to be paying attention to over the next course of the next few weeks. But it starts tomorrow night, family night, under the lights at Lambeau Field, 7.30 p.m. Green Bay Packer football is back, baby. As much as I'm looking forward to that, is it wrong for me to selfishly be, be more looking forward to Dane's daughter taking over the Lombardi's Legends uh, Instagram account? We've got to get some po po posts. Dane and his wife are taking their two-year-old daughter, her first Packer experience. Um, so I think... Uh, I, I give full permission, and I'm just putting it out there now. I think everyone is going to be expecting uh, some some uh, uh, posts uh, from a yes. lens, little lens perspective. Uh, I think uh, we need to to get that out there uh, if you're comfortable with that, and you get permission from your better Heck half. Yeah, but, I'll put yeah. it out. I saw Tommy Shepard just commented on our Insta. We're 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 simulcasting. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Insta right now. Um, saying cheering for Ray Wilborn. Uh, also said he's driving seven hours to go to Lambeau. Uh, folks, I'll be wearing the B Legendary Lombardi's Legend shirt tomorrow night in section 132. So come say hey if you're around. We're going to be there all night with the fam. Awesome. So I think that does it for tonight. Thanks, everyone, for joining and for bearing with us as our little experiment uh, with the uh, Instagram. We'll get that ironed out here as we move forward. As always, be legendary. And go pack, go. Every year I know we gonna go hard. We been that team ever since Bart Starr. All my cheese heads go pack, go. Ain't show with no mercy, cutting no slack, no. I ain't a bad sport and I'll leave it with your good luck. Only thing I wish.